0: Locked by Intelligent, and has Snyder, Snyder
1: Merhaba, merhaba, and welcome to episode 49 of the Lion's Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community, for the community. Today, I'll be your host, I'm Emre, as you guys probably have gotten quite used to my voice now and then. And we got two of the lads with me. We got Coach John, who
0: finally made it back. It's good to have you back, brother. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. So excited to be back. I've been away for a, for a few episodes dealing with some curve balls that we get, you know, thrown from time to time. But so happy to be back. Uh, happy to talk to you. Happy to hear from you, man. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Likewise, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to have you back and have you uh, go into those uh, deep analysis you usually go into. Wouldn't you agree, uh, Sally from The Netherlands?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, I would agree, man. I've missed my brother, John. It's been uh, over one and a half months. Not being him, uh, him being present on the pod and looking forward to, uh, having the three of us again, Team America without Yasin and me as a <laughs> lone, uh, European. And, um, yeah, what else can I say? Um, actually I can say one thing already. We were supposed to have the six of us, but, uh, well, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Of it, speaking uh, of, I guess, <laughs> speaking of curveballs curve right? hit us all, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Half bro. of it fell off. <laughs> um, well, one was business-related, which uh, I have the most sympathy for, which is with uh, Maz, but the other two were very, uh, uh, kind of unexpected, but oh well, hopefully they'll join us some next time.
0: The t- the two troublemakers, Samet and Yasin. Yeah. Wow.
2: I think they went on a date together or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're, they're
1: fighting over Twitter rights right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. So, I'm glad to have you guys with me. Today will be quite, you know, a discussion, I- I'll say. From my end, from uh, John's end, I'm sure you have a lot to add, Saleh. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about the Konya game, which ended in a 2-1 loss. But before we get into that, we have some news on the horizon. So let's get into the news. Our boy, Sasha Bowie, has been catching the attention of multiple clubs as of late. Some of them include Lenz, Arsenal, Burnmouth, Man United, Monza, Udinese, and Sassuolo. And uh, the fees aren't quite light either, but what do you guys think that his fee should be? What would, what would it take for you guys to let Sasha go? Let's start with uh, John.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, we've all been saying it for some time now. This is, I don't care what anyone says, this is the best fullback in Turkey. He's the best. He's proved it against every team in the league, all the teams we've played in Europe. He's the best. I I would have to say, honestly, like, maybe I'm shooting a little too high. I think Sasha Boy is like a 20 million euro player. Honestly, I really do think he is. And I know people are going to say, you know, no, we, we don't sell players for that much in Turkey. He'll probably go for like maybe 12, between 12 to 15. And that always bothers me. And it's like, we have to break that. That, I don't know, that mindset Stigma. or, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. We have to break that eventually. You know, I, we, we let Markal go for too little, in my opinion, even though he's not having the, the greatest time right now. But we have players on our hands like Bowie and Nelson where we, ha- it's, it's time we get what these players are worth. And I have no doubt that Sasha can play in the Premier League. I, I have absolutely no doubt about that. So. I was going to say I felt like you're lowballing 20 mil 150 million then yeah <laughs> yeah man
1: yeah speaking of Premier League um, one of the players from the Premier League is Salah's favorite team Arsenal um, <laughs> what do you also think John's, how, you, how do you think also John yeah Arteta lovers here um, Salah, how would you see Bowie in Arsenal you
2: think he'd be a fit honestly yeah yeah, I could actually see it uh, working as Sasha Bowie is great going forward, has great recovery on them as well. And the way they play is usually with one fullback who's a bit more, I would say, defensive minded and one which is, I mean, we all know it's Zinchenko, which almost plays like a midfielder. I think you could fit that role. I, I I really find him quite complete. I don't see any huge flaw in him that I would... Uh, yeah, put basically to say that, yeah, he won't make it in a... Uh, be the Premier League or another top five league. And this is not... The fullback you're
1: speaking mm-hmm. of, oh, sorry, I wanted, didn't want to cut you off. He's not an actual right-back, right? Like, it's Ben White that has been playing at the right-back position, no?
2: Yes, he's not an actual right-back. He's more of a center-back slash, like, a third center-back. So, at Brighton, which is, again, then, cutting it back to your uh, ex-team due to Potter, but... Um, <laughs> he 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 would tend to go a bit more forward. Um, so he, I, I don't know. He's like a ball playing defender. If that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm.
0: so. can you guys imagine at 22 years old what you know Arteta could do with Sasha Boy? Like I I just I have no like he just he deserves a move like a, a big move like that. And if there's a manager for one of these big big clubs that you know, is willing to take a risk on Sasha, I'm so, so confident that it would pay off because I think he's just such a brilliant player, man. And he's still so young.
2: And look, gen- yeah. generally speaking, I wouldn't say I'm like the um, most optimistic when going with our players. Like I, I try to be uh, like reasonable or rational in a way. But Sasha Bo, honestly, is like, like not just a sound bias or anything, but he's truly a quality player. And the fact that we got him for just a million is also like I think that's true. Like top talent scouting by us, I think that's yeah. done really well. That's one of the um, yeah, one of the phenomenal. things that was done well uh, last year. Uh, I do have to say, but yeah, happy to have him.
0: And <laughs> seems like S- sorry, Emre. Ahead, just, just as a side note, as well, uh, his current market fee on transfer markets, is eleven million euros. So you mean fair market? Yeah, on the fair market, exactly. So. You know, I, I, don't, I don't waste my time checking because it's pointless, but I'm sure if I checked right now, Ferdi would, minimum, he has to be at least 15 million. Has to be. Yeah. And that's a joke.
2: It, it is what it is, man. The thing, the thing that, that I do have to say, though, uh, the numbers on transfer markets, of course, it's, it's not like an official source and, uh, like, depending on what league you play in and sometimes, yeah, team as well, does mean the number numbers are a bit inflated because let's say Bowie did go to the Premier League. Even if he didn't play, I think his value would automatically be increased by like 10 to 15 million just because he's in that league, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. our league is just not, yeah, just like John said before, there's a stigma where somehow in the Turkish league and especially our club isn't really able to get a decent fee even if the player is, well, quality. So one day that will end. Yeah, That's all I can say.
1: Zaniolo even got his value slashed, I think, in the half on Venar market just because he came to the, to the Turkish League. I don't know if that's because he came here or that's because of the fee that he went for, which is what, 15 million plus bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't think that's his actual value because I don't, I don't know if players are supposed to go down immediately to the, for the, the prices that they were last sold for. I don't know if that's how it works. If people know better, please enlighten me. But yeah, I mean, Bowie, he also has a French passport as well, so I don't see why he wouldn't be able to go for big amounts. Mm-hmm. And his potential to play for the French team wouldn't be out of the question either.
2: Yeah, the, the, that's also a good thing you mentioned. Uh, European passport is important or uh, I don't know every, if it's the case in every league, but I know, for example, in Italy, teams are only allowed to have, I think, like three or four non-European foreigners. And, well, since he's mm-hmm. European, he would obviously not be penalized by that. So it makes him even more attractive in that sense. Don't say
1: penalties to, to me today, man, <laughs> please. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, okay. that's a touchy subject. But um,
0: yeah. I, I, wanted, I wanted to bring up as well, like, just as a, as a side note um, and kind of moving on as well, but we're, we're going uh, into the international yep. break and uh, we're actually going to be playing a friendly against... Uh, Karabakh, our team from Azerbaijan, our brothers from Azerbaijan this is um, sort of a charity match and the proceeds from the match are, are going to the uh, the earthquake victims um, which I think is great so I'm looking forward to to seeing that as well, I think it was a good idea and I, I, I'm i a fan of doing as many of these um, as we can and I think it was on the last episode you guys were talking about the, um, uh, the auction for the, the you know, jerseys and... and the all jerseys and stuff, yeah, yes. It's, it's, I think it's phenomenal. And yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I was, I was glad to see that announced.
1: Our team's just constantly doing what is uh, expected of us and the good thing, the honorable thing. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see it. All right. And with that said, I think we got past most of the relevant news as of late, the news and rumors. And I... Th- think we can start, start slowly creeping into the, the Konya sport game, which again, ended in a loss of 2-1, which ended our 14-game winning streak. And so with that said, Coach John, you ready
0: to take us into the game? I'm ready, man. I'm Oof, ready. I've been waiting for this. It's been a while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Too much pressure now. No, I'm ready, man. So Let this get was- Irgasm. Uh, All right, let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this was round 26 of the Super League. We were away to Sport, like has mentioned a couple of times. Now, it unfortunately uh, finished in a 2-1 loss. We'll go through starting, uh, starting 11 and some stats as well. Um, slightly different starting 11 because of some injuries, suspensions as well. Um, we had Muslera on goal, of course. The back line, Leo Dubois, Abdul Kerim, Khan Ihan starting in place of Nelson and Sasha Boy. The midfield was Sergio Oliveira Berkan uh, starting in place of Torreira, who was on the bench for this match, and uh, Rashitsa playing in front of them, playing in the in the ten, which he played in uh, in the, the previous match for a little bit and and you know seemed really promising. So I'm, I'm going to get into that a little later. But um, and then on the wings we had Kerem Bodish, and of course Icardi starting up front. Uh, Just some quick stats. Possession was 65% for Galatasaray, 35% for Konya. Shots were 19-15 in favor of Galatasaray. And unfortunately, kind of heartbreaking, an XG of 2.45 for us and 1.70 for Konya. Um, Another sort of side note, according to SofaScore, our highest rated player for the match was Sergio Oliveira. And our lowest was Muslera. And according to FOTMOB, whichever one you trust more, our highest-rated player was Kadam, and lowest was Muslera, which I have to disagree with. I'm going to get into that a little in, in a little bit as well. But um, just a brief overview of the match as well. We had the opening goal come from Rashitsa, assist, assisted by Kerem in the 31st minute. That brought us to halftime, where it was 1-0. Uh, Konya were able to tie it in the 62nd minute. And then score the heartbreaker in the 90th minute in stoppage time to win it 2-1. And, uh, man, there's a lot to say about this match. If, if you guys will allow me, I will I guess I'll sort of yeah, take st- it. I'll start unpacking it. Lift us off. You know... I think, first of all, before we even start talking about anything, like you mentioned, we 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 went on some historic run, you know, 14 games in the league. I think it was like 17 or 18 matches unbeaten, just in general. Uh, unbelievable. I, I honestly, I don't think I expected that from the team and, and um, Okan Buruk. I, I had my doubts about him, which have pretty much all disappeared at this point. But um, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know... I didn't expect us to win every single match until the end of the season. I of course there's going to be some some draws, there there could be a couple losses mixed in there. So, you know, I'm not really upset about that, but I'm ups, really upset about how we showed up for this match, how we played this mm-hmm. match. And you know, in both halves I was complaining to myself and and to some of you as well. I, I really, I don't understand, you know, like we go into these matches, 14 games unbeaten, morale is high, confidence is high, we seem unbeatable, and we're playing this like ping pong style football for some reason, kicking it down the field, they all, Konya kicks it back, we kick it back, they kick it back, mm-hmm. absolutely zero control over the match, there was zero control over this match from the first whistle until the end. I was so so bothered by that. And I kept saying, I was saying to some of the guys in the chat that we have that, you know, we're not going to win like this. Like Konya are going to score if we keep doing this. Right. If we don't grab yeah. the reins of this match a little bit and dictate it and to to our liking, you know, we're not going to get a result here. And I was so, so pissed off that that seemed, I don't know if that was our game plan or if that's just, you know, what what happened in the match. And I have to say, like, I was so disappointed in that and so disappointed in pretty much every player. Like, the the only player I can say that really showed up for this match, in my opinion, was Rashitsa. I thought he played, like, amazing. I thought he played really well. He scored the goal. He was everywhere. He was creative, causing all kinds of problems. There was a penalty mm-hmm. shout at the beginning of the match, which they didn't give us. Um but just so disappointed with all the players how we were playing. I thought it was, I thought it was really lousy, man. What, what did you guys think about that?
1: Um, if Saleh wants to go,
2: me first. Nah, I'll. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um. First of all, I'm actually on the same boat as in. Of course, eventually you'll lose a match. You know, it sucks. but eventually it will happen, right? The thing that um, I have to agree with John is basically the, the manner we lost in. I think, look, if you, if you see the players trying hard, right? And you see the effort uh, being put in and you lose the game, then, you know, fair play, right? You, you can lose. You, it can happen. It's still football in the end. It's a relatively low-scoring sport. Uh, and sometimes luck, you know, can't be on your side. But this game, just like you mentioned, you said you only liked Rositsa. Again, I struggle with this name always. Rashica. Um, I I would add Kerem to that too. I think he also had a pretty good game. But the rest of the team just didn't really click. Um, If you have to talk about Icardi. The amount of chances we gave him. But he wasn't really able to square it in. Barish, who I know Emre is on this. uh, As most of us actually are. On the wing, he just doesn't seem to be really it. He looks kind of lost on the wing. Uh, for some reason, he's a more he's a way more direct player. I would like uh, prefer him to see a bit more central, but there you go. And the other thing was, I think our defense in general, even though I didn't expect much from Konya, our defense still looked kind of shaky. Like Abdul Kadir, I don't know what happened this game. Like last game, he went pretty rampant, right? He went forward, uh, tried some uh, risky balls, etc. But this game. did that too but just didn't work I don't know, it was worrying and the thing is even though the game ended 2-1 it could have ended 4-1, we actually conceded two more goals, luckily those were offside but uh, what can I conclude this as? I'll conclude it as I'm sorry guys, I jinxed it massively like last week, (laughs) I was like oh Konya, you know, they haven't scored since this coach has been appointed, they're trash, etc etc, and there you go we just lost the game in a very upsetting way. Uh, yeah. let me put and before, that way.
0: before we give uh, Emre the floor, I probably should have mentioned that as well. Like, I think, I think it's been 10 matches, nine or 10 matches since Konya have won a football game. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think two draws and the rest are losses. They haven't scored in like five matches
2: as well. They haven't scored since this guy has been appointed and he has been yeah. their coach for... Well, with this one included, it was, uh, I mean, without this one included, he managed for five games and Konya haven't scored a single goal. And against right. us, they just suddenly score four. Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> so it's well, its basically either just the lineup didn't work, which again, I find questionable or it was, um, how do you call it? Maybe from our side, we just massively under, it's underestimated. Yeah. Underestimated Konya. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a different
1: uh, approach to this, if I may. Go ahead.: Well, I disagreed. Well, okay, everyone ha- for weeks have been saying how Konya sport have been this, have been that, they have been shit. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have not been scoring any goals whatsoever. And so me being me, since I hear everyone g- regurgitating the same thing, I want to trust, but I want to confirm myself. So I pulled up their last game against Kidersen Sport to see. What they actually did. And this game, I don't know how, but it was a miracle. It ended 0-0 because Konyaspore missed like 20 chances that game. And two of their shots came off the post that one game. So people expected them to not be able to do anything in attack. No, they, they actually seemingly have gotten better over the past couple of weeks. You know, when a new coach comes, it's not going to immediately take effect. I, I never see that happen. If it does, it's usually a reactionary thing. Mm-hmm. but they did not seem like they couldn't attack, where the, the thing that's still continuing is their, their terrible defense. That still happened. They're still giving away tons of chances. And that's what I wanted to point out today is one thing you guys didn't mention is Icardi's performance. Yep. I have never seen Acardi this terrible at finishing the chances he was given. This game, yes, could have ended four-1. You know, Konya Sport, but it could also ended 4-1 Galatasaray yeah. mm-hmm. if Icardi had finished the plethora of chances that he had attained. You know, we always say, "Oh, he, you know, the ball never gets to Icardi, bro. I don't know how many times yeah, this game was got,
0: different.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got the ball plenty of times. That's, really one, that's one. That's one factor. Yes, and you guys mentioned the defense. All right, this is where I think I'm going to agree with Summit. I think Emin Bayram should have played this game. Why? That's his um, actual position, right? The, right? the right center back. Why do I say this? Because, okay, look, Khan Hyon, he's not bad. He wasn't terrible. He passes really well, and he, he pushes the team forward. That's great. But what he doesn't know yet is the way we defend, is the way we press. Why is Nelson so gifted right now? Because Nelson cuts every single tack. He's a menace in the air, but one thing he started doing that we were complaining about, even um, Okan Hojo was complaining about, is back when we were first implementing his game plan, he would not push up into midfield to meet the opposition's midfielders to stop them from, you know, trying to pass. Because when you are, like, we all played football, right? When you're trying to pass the ball and someone's on, like, directly on you physically, it takes you a minute to, you know, be able to, you know, pull off a pass. Khan Haihan did not do any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a He did not press. He, yeah. Yes, he was always just like staying back. And so it gave them multiple opportunities to pick out passes. And then one other factor I think our defense was not great today was Bowie's performance was kind of iffy today. I know we were talking about how he's worth 150 million mm-hmm. Len, but <laughs> this game, I don't know. He, it, it, we were off,
0: man. Yeah, everyone think, was off, bro. Uh, literally, um, everyone was off. Uh, almost everyone was off. Like, I, I really, like I said, I can only give it to Rashica. You know, Saudi wants to say Kerem was fine. That's fine by me, too. He wasn't terrible, but everyone was off today. Everyone, man. No one played good. And just like you said, the amount of chances that we missed, you can say Konya scored four goals. That's good for them. We, we could have scored five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's, exactly. it, it's as simple as that. We literally could have scored five. And I don't know, like it's, it's, it's one thing to say, oh man, we played so good, but like a was off. Like he missed. No, everyone was off today. No one looked good. Even Abdul Kedem, he made so many mistakes in the, yeah, I think it was did. the first half. He got burned like two, two, three times just in the first half alone. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. And, and like I said, I, you know, I'm, I, I can't expect the team to win every single game, you know, just because we were on a, John, yeah. Both their goals came from from deflections that's right that's how unfortunate we were that game yeah yeah um yeah man i, I mean uh I, the, the only the only good thing that i saw which is is exciting is rashid's performance because i didn't know that he could play like that in that position which is really useful but even with that with that said guys come on let's face it we miss merton so much man Yes. We miss him so much. He does everything, man. He literally does everything going mm-hmm. forward, defending, just being part of the build up play, the pace that he plays at, the pressure he puts on the other two. team.
2: He leads by example. Yeah. He of does course.
0: Massively. We miss him so bad. So, you know, I applaud Rashidza for his performance, but I really, I really can't wait for Mertens to come back. because uh, it makes a huge difference, man.
2: So yeah. But then, yeah, Um, then then comes the question, right? Like, how could it, you know, go this way? Like, what, like, what or why did this happen? It's basically what I. What did
1: what What happened? What do you mean? Just the performance, uh, I guess.
2: Yeah, the, the performance exactly. Like, why did it come to this point that we suddenly done didn't really look good, right?
1: Well, do you guys think maybe the the streak had a lot of pressure on the guys, and maybe people were expecting too much, and um. You know, a lot of the players were like taken and put on a pedestal. Like Icardi, for example, like everyone was praising Icardi. Yeah. Not that he didn't deserve that praise, but do you guys feel like the pressure might have gone to the guys' heads? And then also, look, you're setup, You have a 14-game winning streak. The opposition is going to come out and try to win. Every opposition wants to win. They want to make headlines, man. They want to yeah. get back into form, especially teams like Cornersport, who's on a like losing streak. They they wanna put their all. They have nothing to lose. They lose three 0 Okay, they lose three 0 whoop de
0: doo. They're not gonna get relegated. You know right? You know, Emre, I I used to be pretty big in sports gambling. I I don't gamble anymore, but there's a <laughs> there's a, a I guess you can call it a law or like a rule in sports gambling. And you never like this might sound weird, but you never want to gamble on a team That has won 14 games in a row because the law is they're due for a loss and it becomes risky. If a team is on like a two game win streak, fine. If a team is on a huge win streak or a huge losing streak, you don't want to gamble because it's just a matter of time. They're due for a win or they're due for a loss. And look at this match. You know, we were due for a loss. They were due for a win, right? So yeah, absolutely. the yeah. law, the law checks out in this in this uh in this scenario. So again, like that's why I'm not really that surprised or even that disappointed. It's just the way that we played in this match and the effort the players gave is what really pisses me off. You know, that that's just what it comes down to for me.
2: If 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 I may add another rule, you know, I didn't gamble, I do now. So uh there's another <laughs> rule I could add complete opposite, is, okay. Uh, yeah, exactly, complete opposite. Um is never bet for your own team i wonder who did. oh that. my god but, dude uh, <laughs> that's the number one rule in all of gambling bro <laughs> i i don't know why i saw the odds i never I, I honestly never placed like a bet on gals i'm like nah you know i feel like it's cursed too but we were doing so well and i was like you know what fuck it let me just do one and then suddenly i see the score but i'm like i mean of course then i don't care about the money anymore but i'm like yeah fuck bro just why you, you anyway, know i learned my i lesson. Don't know if- <laughs> I don't. I
0: don't. You guys probably don't remember this. I still have the picture in my camera roll. This is a. This is a side note. Just before we continue about the talking about the match, but on the opening weekend of this year, uh, like for the Super League this year, I I bet I put a ten dollar bet on on a parlay, which is like a combination of bets, right? For I I I made a pick for every single match. I won every single match except the Galster. I won. Gals and i were the only oh, yeah, team to screw over my parlay i would have turned 10 and <laughs> i think it was like 14 or like 1600 or something and yeah anyways point being if anyone's listening don't bet. well yeah <laughs> if first any of betting
1: all, promoters want to promote us <laughs> after hearing that you're welcome and we're open offers yeah
0: mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say anyone that's listening this listening to this don't gamble it's not good but if you are gambling do not gamble on your own team under any any circumstance but
2: and also on team that is yeah on a losing streak especially a team that is look Konya at some point were first in the league right and I I still have no idea why they sacked their manager honestly I think Konya were doing like pretty well for a team with uh, I wouldn't say the highest of budgets but yeah eventually they had to win and I guess it had to be us of course you know it had to be us.
1: It was written in the stars. Well, yeah. um, all right. So we talked about the players. I think the one thing I wanted to talk about is the man in charge, the man who could have actually came with a win despite the performance. Because not every game you're going to perform as expected. You're not going to come out swinging. You will have downturns and you know whatnot. But one thing I wanted to talk about is Matzah. I, I understand making a mistake once, twice, but three times, come on. We, Mata is just not the team, not the player that we need. Mata is not that guy. And I don't know what it is about Mata. I think it was a very big mistake not to find and get a replacement or a backup for Mertens because I don't know if you guys remember, I've been saying this for a while. That's one position I really feel like we need to have someone as backup. Mm -hmm. It's just not fit. And now we don't have Mertens.
2: What's that? Yeah, Mata's just, bro, he's strolling around. Like, he's just not- Bro, he's
1: not- Dude, before you take over, whoever takes over, there's this one position that drove me up the wall. This man was in the midfield and they were on a Mm counterattack. This guy is walking, okay? Walking. And then Gomez, 38-year-old Gomez, ran past him to help defend. Mata, what are you doing, bro? Are you? Do you need a wheelchair, my friend? We'll, we, I got you. <laughs> what is going on, brother? Please.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I unfortunately, I'd have to agree. Like, I like Mata. Like, just singling him out as a, a great person guy but... and a player and stuff. But the stage and the team that we have right now, and the stage that the team is at, he can't really help us in any way, honestly. And if he, at, like, now that we've seen this, if God forbid anything else happens to Mertens and we need someone there. I would be pretty pissed off if he plays over Rashica. Uh Yeah, man. He just doesn't really add anything to us right now. Do you think that it would have been just
1: wise to keep Rashitsa as is in the midfield yes. and just yes. bring on Zaniolo?
2: Uh, Sorry to take it away. Uh, yeah. So I, want, I didn't really want to take over as in just that specific point, but more like the subs, you know, in general. Because, look, we first started with uh, but Bar- I won't say Burak uh, Alperilmaz. Uh, Al Bar- Alperilmaz. And I think that was fair. He just wasn't having his game. He yeah, I think he looked just like most players, but... When has he have his... Like, he never had his game on that wing. I can't remember no, one performance. On maybe in a friendly, I think. That's where mm-hmm. he only did well. He didn't play well. We tried again. It didn't work out. Fine, you know. Zanjolo comes in. Which I think had a... Uh, actually also not a too good of a uh, run it was just very average maybe below average but the one mm-hmm. sub I just didn't get or basically two subs is one why wasn't Icardi subbed out earlier he just you, you clearly could see that he was not having his game uh, and he looked really frustrated and yeah it just didn't work out I don't know why he was still on the field um, I'll tell you why And the other one would be indeed Rashica our best player even though it was at the uh, what was it again eighty-six minute, got subbed out. I think it should have just stayed on. He licked the best play that we had, the most hungry play we had, and we uh, subbed him out. Well, for Gomes in this case, so we went to a more of a four-four-two. But I would have preferred mm-hmm. hit to you know keep him on and Gomes to come in for, like Icardi for example. That would be. Something I don't think I would have done. So here's the thing:
1: Icardi is a superstar, right? So, what happens when you piss off someone like Icardi? You kind of lose performance from him. So, I think Okan Hojo was reluctant to take him out when he's already pissed to, you know, drive his morale down. Because I've noticed that he doesn't really have the will or he's playing the long game. He's playing the the long con, right? He's trying to make sure Icardi stays, like, moralistic. Like, has that motivation. He's like... Because if you take him out and put Gomez in, he's going to be like, oh, wow, 38-year-olds replacing me, so they have no faith in me. He might be bad this game, fine. Everyone has their shit games. It's, 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 up, it's acceptable. But Acardi, he always shows up in big games, and how, we still have big games left.
2: So what, you're, so, so what you're saying is, let's say, of course, we have a break right now, in, uh, or a break coming up soon, but let's say he then plays uh, at this level. For two, three, four games? Like, at what point is it then for you? Well, if it
1: keeps continuing, obviously it won't be, you know, but Mm -hmm. like, look, everyone has their downturn. Agree with me or not, it's still a cardi. at the end of the day. He still saved our asses multiple times. One game shouldn't discount him from being that guy, okay? It's just one game at the end of the day. It happens. And it wasn't only him that was bad. It was multiple people that we can blame. But who's going to get the most blame? It's obviously going to be the guy who scores. It's always your scorer and your keeper that gets the most blame when you lose. Mm-hmm. or And when you win, they get the most prize, right? So that's what happens. One one thing I didn't understand, I don't know why they say it was a, a, an illness, but John, what do you think about starting Badcon instead of Torreira? What do you think about that?
0: I think that there's no situation on the face of the planet where that should happen. Because um, unless he's sick, of course, like situations like that. But if he's healthy and ready to play, I don't think that should ever happen. Um, I I agree. Then why, if he was sick, why did he come in at the, uh, what, 80th
1: minute? Right, right. Why?
0: Yeah, it was an interesting decision. As as soon as I saw the starting lineup, it's the first thing I asked. I I asked, does anyone know why Torreira is not playing? And uh, Lucas Torreira is one of the best players in the league. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would argue he is the best. And he's definitely, definitely levels above Berkan. And, you know, let's face it. Like, even if we're playing against 11 giants, 11 90-foot players, Torreira would be the smallest guy in the pitch. I would still play him because he's that good. He's that good. Exactly. And just like we're talking about a Cardi, you know, like it's part of football. You're, you're not going to play amazing every match for the rest of your life. There's going to be bad spots. There's going to be small runs of bad form. And then you pick it up again and you might dip again. It's, it's the nature of, of football, right? And I think Torreira yeah. has been amazing in probably like 95% of the matches. There's maybe been like one or two matches where he was kind of off. But even when he's kind of off, he has to play. He has to. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Devrim Erkan, if you're uh, listening, girl, I don't know why you had to go and break the kid's heart. <laughs> I don't know why you had to do it to him. She better not, bro. <laughs> she better not. I'll tell you guys that right now. Go follow our boy. Give him some motivation, you know? <laughs> some hearts emojis in his, in, in his DMs. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, bro. Um, there's a there's a there's championship's there's
0: on the line, girl. There's a guy I know. She should she should go after. His name's uh, Enner Valencia. You should uh, send him a DM, bro. Go break his heart.
2: <laughs> yeah, on on Berkan though. Well, <sighs> would you guys have been okay if he? Okay, so you guys obviously want to to start, which you know is fair. He's one of our, be- not one of our. He's probably the best or like second best player we have. Yeah. But uh, Berkan over Sergio, would that have been okay in a more advanced role for you guys? Because Sergio also, I I don't know, he's such a weird player to me. Like, some games he looks, like, class. Other games he just looks so slow. Um, You know, yeah,
1: one thing I just don't understand why the Hoja never tried, in my mind, is, like, especially when there's no Mertens available. Bro, why can't we have Lucas Torreira and Berkan in midfield defending and then Oliveira at 10? Why can't we just try that once? Has he ever tried that over Mata? Like, this cannot be worse than Mata. You cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, when you... John, when please, you, like, I mean, when you put it like that, yeah, I it probably... It's, I don't think it would be worse than Mata, but...
2: I, I don't like, know, man. Like, like I, two I, dogs would, I would be with intre- infinite stamina, basically, running around, yeah. getting every ball.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're going to have a bad time in midfield. Like, they're not going to get past
0: that midfield as easily as they did like, this game. Like, I would be interested in seeing it, But I don't know how, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. I I don't know how the three of them would play together. Like, first of all, have we, I don't think we've seen Torreira and like Torreira playing with Berkan, have we? No. Yeah, we haven't seen that. Yeah, I I, I don't think we've seen that. And I don't know, that seems a little bit too static almost, you know, Mm. it's, yeah, exactly. It's a little bit too static. Like, that's why, that's why for me, I love Mertens, Sergio and Torreira. I think it's excellent. Like the balance in those three players, I, I think is tremendous. The the thing with
2: Torreira is though, uh, if you look at his uh, career generally speaking, yes, we've been using him as a basically as a like a DM six in most of our games, mm-hmm. but he's also played in the eight role and even the ten role. Like
1: at the Arsenal, right? He, he like did under I remember uh, him. Emery.
2: Yeah, he actually played as a ten Unai Emery, which you know still is still a bit. And bizarre, he scored
1: but, like five goals or something yeah, like that. I not, remember. It's
2: not bad, you know like we couldn't even try like he that. can he's, make some contributions he's like a how do you say it swiss army knife you can put him anywhere in yeah. midfield i think it'll work anyway he's too good yeah he's, a, he's yeah amazing, you guys man.
1: mentioned that it was it would be too static but bro it cannot be more static than mata <laughs> having gomez <laughs> yeah, run well, past in okay, the defense <laughs> <coming> that's <up. laughs>
0: that's the thing i mean when, when you draw that comparison then yeah you know uh, there, right, there's bro, a lot like, that could be better than that you know but
1: yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Like Okan Hoja, look, we can't shit on the guy. How many times have he made? Has he made subs that completely turned the game around and won that game for us? Plenty. Yeah, we came here, we praised him, and obviously we're going to criticize when you know we lose because of bad subs. It happens. You're not going to make the best subs yeah, but every exactly. single game. Yeah, exactly. Like even Fatih Tidin back in his heydays, man. He had bad subs. He had bad games where he lost very important games. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. You're going to. There's no way
0: around it. There's no way around it. You're going to lose. It's literally as simple as that. You're going to lose. You're going to drop points. That's the, that's the game. You know, if if you're not, if you're not one scenario. What's that?
1: When you have the, the refs (laughs) helping you out. Yeah. You know? Well, so that's one thing I wanted to talk about. That we haven't touched upon. Yeah, I think it's very important to talk about. And it. and Emre, we uh, can
0: we can. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sit back and let you let let you do your thing. But I, I we we forgot <laughs> to <him> mention, <laughs> uh or I think I think I I just briefly mentioned uh, in the first half we had Leo Dubois who almost had his leg broken from a player that stomped yes. on him and just saw a yellow card. There was no red. Uh Which I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think it's a a straight red, I, it's clear. It's I mean, it. it's a high very up, dangd- yeah, too dangerous. Yeah, dang- dangerous play. So he, he. I'm not sure how he got away with just a yellow there, but you know, we we saw a sort of similar thing in the Fener match today. And uh, Emre, do your thing, man.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so I think most people would agree who have some sort of knowledge in football or you know some sense of you know decent being. Um. Agree that Dubois, the, the challenge on Dubois was a red card. They, it was a day and night, you know, it, it, you cannot convince me that it was not a red card. The man almost chopped off his leg. And after the game, Dubois even put out a picture and you could see the damn marks on his ankle. Yeah, it was above bad. his ankle. Very bad. It was very bad. And they gave him a yellow card. Var didn't, didn't intervene. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, exactly. They didn't check it at all. Not only that, but we also didn't talk about... Rashitsa's potential penalty Mm. so that one pissed me off even more because at first I was like ah you know what it might have been a little too soft or it might be meh but it it could be a penalty 50-50 for me and then but what you see today at the time recording Fenerbahce played Ener Valencia gets the same position and he gets a penalty for it and not only that um, Osai was it Osai Samuel?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You won a penalty too. Yeah.
1: Also, yes, he made a similar challenge to uh, uh, Dubois' situation where he didn't get carded or he got a yellow card, I believe.
0: Right, which should have been a red, undoubtedly.
1: Which should have been a red. Yeah. And so this is coming at, after the, the whole incident with starting with the La Le Orta incident. So those who of you do not know about that, so there were rumors about um Lale Orta going and intervening with the VAR chamber um and the broadcasters for being sports. I think it started with the Donk and Zaniolo position, where Donk had, you know, basically went and tried to injure Zaniolo and they removed that whole highlight from the highlights in general. And um, she called that whole thing a scandal. Hmm. So you're telling me that's a scandal, but you and trying going and removing that is not a scandal. Many people came out and said that she needed to resign because, well, that's pretty much fraud if you ask me, lads. What do you guys say about that? Isn't that not
0: fraud? I I, I don't see how it's not. Uh I, I mean I'm I'm the Just person like that caused a calls,
2: rhetorical question.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I'm the one that calls out these frauds more
2: than anyone and like removing God, evidence I... what benefit does it bring to not <laughs> yeah, only us but like crazy. to anyone basically right nothing it just shows their incompetence that they're just trying to hide it or trying to steer it towards you know certain club again i don't want this uh just a small disclaimer from my side i don't want it to be necessarily directed towards uh Netizen, a club but it's like i just want equality man that's all I want. It's not that I necessarily want one team to be favored or the other. I just want, you know, yeah. Adalet. That's what they say, you, right? Just- you, know, you
0: know, like, the, the, thing, the thing about this that really, really bothers me is that when we look back at a season, like, I think it was two seasons ago when we lost on goals. We, we lost the league on goals to Besiktas, right? Goal. Yeah. It's like, at the end of the season, when you look back at the whole season, when you look back at all the games, all the different moments... It's things like this that, that honestly, it, it makes or breaks you. It really does. It makes or breaks you. We, we just lost 2-1 to Konya when, we when they should have been playing with a man down from the first half. Right? If that happens, mm-hmm. yes. I think we all know how that match ends. So we go from that to losing the match. Then we have Fener who just won their match who should have been down to 10 men. And they can barely score with 11. They can barely score with 11. They don't score goals. They need penalties. Fenerbahce don't score goals. They score penalties, right? So imagine that. Now imagine at the end of the season, it comes down to it. Our final game of the season is against Fenerbahce. Imagine we're tied on points, God forbid. Or it's so close where it comes down to that. And we look back at weeks like this and moments like this that honestly make or break you. And that's that's really what bothers me because these aren't small decisions, you know? Like fine, we're we're not playing well. We didn't score the goals, but it's these little the the little things that add up that really catch up to you at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 literally that, Brad.
1: Um it, it's bro, considering that we didn't have any VAR for the first 10 weeks, it's as if it didn't exist in our name. That makes a big difference. We dropped points early in the half as well. And if VAR was available for us, we wouldn't have lost as many points. We would have maybe came out with a few ties, a few more points that could be added towards the end of the season, but it's not there for us. Mm -hmm. It's not there for us when we need it. It's only there for us when we don't need it. That's the crazy part. When do we ever get a pen that we scored that turned the game around as frequently as Fenerbahce does or any other team? And considering that we get into as many positions as they do, we're not that far behind and go scored we have like the most balls into the damn um opponent's half and so but yet we have less than half their penalties they have almost two and a half times their penalties it's either 13 i keep seeing 13 and 18 i don't know which one is the real one but i'm gonna go with 13 13, yeah
2: they scored 12 and they have 13 13. Mm
1: -hmm. right they scored 12 we had five we only scored three Okay? So, it's clear to me that there is some co- sort of imbalance there. Right? And But, like, every... Like, they just want to consistently talk about the one Sivas position. The one offside goal. Th- God forbid that was given to them. As if that would have <laughs> made the world difference. I know. And the same game, Nelson didn't get a penalty. <laughs> hmm. Right. Because, you know, like, the, the league wants Gossaday to win, right? They definitely want us to win. They want Better about you to lose, it, dude. This this Alga Operacion that people always talk about. They're they're the kings of it, man. And and George Jesus is right, bro. This is this is a game that's won on the table, not on the field. It seems. And it's a it's it's a it's um it's I don't know how to say it, bro. It's crazy that how he's able to say things like that and not get any bans. Meanwhile, Fati Tedim... him. It, the, Back in the day, would say something like that, miraculous, and get five games min Yeah. Yep. minimum. Yeah. Okay. That's very crazy. So there's 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 a huge inequality going on within the league. Not that I didn't expect it, but in in like it's this noticeable. It's like they don't even hide it anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I I think I don't know, man. Maybe it's just the the coach that's in me. That's that that that's coming out, <laughs> but it. I always look at this the same, like, you know, it, it pisses me off for a day or two, but then I, I always, you know, end up telling myself the same exact thing. I mean, you look at the position we're in, it, it's in our hands, it's in our hands. If they want to break Dubois's foot, give him a yellow card. I don't care. Go ahead. You know, but at the end of the day, we have to do our job. We got to put the ball in the net. We, 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 we got, we, we just got to win the games. You know, it's as simple as that. If they want to break his leg and not call it, that's fine. If they want to call our goals offside, that's fine. If they want to give 10 out of 50 penalties a match, that's fine. But at the end of the day, the, the, the other team that's on the pitch, they have to beat us. You know, that's always how I look at it. If, if, we, if we just leave it in our hands and block out all this other bullshit that's going on, I know that we can become champions because we didn't win 14, 14 league games in a row from luck. It's not luck. We're that good right? So it doesn't matter. It's, if, it's
1: difficult though. It's still course. difficult.
0: It's still difficult, but it's not impossible. It's not
1: impossible. And to be fair, during those 14 games, this Lale Orta broad was not there for most of it. If we, we take that into account, she's the new uh, head of the MHK. It's the refereeing department of the, the league. She wasn't there, okay? And so the crazy part is anyone that actually give us gives us any like favorism they don't, they don't get matches. They get, you know, suspended and whatnot. Meanwhile, if anything happens to Fenad, that ref is completely gone. Erased off the planet of, you know, like, right they're gone. Yeah. like Thanos, bro, like snaps their fingers and that fucker is gone. Meanwhile, <laughs> these guys get awarded. So it's still difficult. Yes, we have, what, six points. They still have to play one more game. But just, it t- all it takes is two, two draws. And these refs have so much power in their hands. You know, one red card in our name, what are you going to do? It's, you can't always beat the ref. And so I, I hope our board, our president, they come out and play the game as much as Ali and co-plays it. They need to do something. This cannot keep going on, bro. The thing, I
2: want a fair league, bro. Yeah, the thing with this as well, and now... Okay, we, we we gave our uh, views from, a, of course, Karlsruhe's point of view, but let's also do it just from a football view, like purely football view as well. It just ruins enjoyment sure. for everyone as well. Like how... Exactly, how bro. Are, how are... Okay, like we're a bit older, of course, we're like 25 to, well, by now 30. Um, But let's say young kids right in Turkey growing up and they see this. Are they really going to be excited by this? Scandals left and right. Um... The thing with that game, and I, I really don't like to talk about opposition, but the thing with the game as well is uh, Allian went ahead 1-0 at halftime. And the admin of Fenner went crazy on Twitter about talk- talking <laughs> about how the systems are, uh, you know, uh, injustice is being done, etc, etc. And then they went 3-1. And then they're quiet, right? Then, oh, we don't care anymore. It's really ignorant by... Uh, not not only those type of teams, but I think most parties, if only instead of laughing at each other when, when you know, we get uh, penalized, penalized, be it us or other teams, there has to be one way or another that clubs actually could come together in this regard. Because even though we are the uh, most disadvantaged uh, team in this way, I still wish that, you know, Galcai, Gal, Besiktas, uh, B Trabzon, Fener, could somehow come together and just solve this. Because this, this is fucking ridiculous that this keeps happening every single time. So Yeah, and they brought this broad
1: to come fix these issues, but she seemingly have made <laughs> worse. it worse. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Exactly.
2: That, <laughs> what, what, what the hell? What a country, like, bro. What? I was she starts say, off is that with a, a scandal, thing, bro. Yeah, like, what a country,
0: bro. This is, we're, we are witnessing like vintage <laughs> turkey antics right now bro like it's actually just it makes me laugh it's fucking hilarious
1: bro and then if you guys didn't see when she was first announced as the head of mhk bro there were so many things that came out regarding her bro she was simping on ali coach bro she was (laughs) licking his ass bro and she it was so bad that she had so much under her fucking um twitter like, that went against her. She deleted her Twitter because there was just too much evidence that showed her bias towards Fenerbahce. There's just too much. There's still, you know, evidence out there. People kept, like, screenshots of her profile, but they're, like, they couldn't get all of it because she deleted her profile. She was following all the pundits and everything. She was hardly following anybody from Galsara. She always had pictures with Ali Koch. Everything. Bro, and so how can you, like,
2: appoint someone that's Mm -hmm. that biased? You know what we need? Okay, this is a bit random, of course, but... um, I'm gonna link this to a country. Yeah, I know it's very random. But this is one country in Europe where multiple ethnicities live together and they have to cope with each other, right? And that country is called Bosnia. And guess what they have? Three presidents, all representing their own people. One for the Serbs, one for the Bosnians, (laughs) one for the Croats. Instead of having one, you know, uh, head for this MHK thing, why don't we have, like... One of each club basically representing and being like the head and trying to, you know, find solutions in an, I would say, an unbiased way because you check each other, right? Because it is wrong that the head of this thing is a, well, Fener brought in this, in this case, maybe a Bistaj brought, Qasay one. I don't care. I just <laughs> want to be unbiased. Like, I don't want to see certain decisions going towards one or not the other. And uh, for listeners who want to check more on also, like, I guess, pictures or other stuff on other clubs, there's a site uh, called hakemhatalare.tr.gg, where you can see week by week who's being favored, who's not. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous in general. Who's Uh, being the most favored? Okay, of course, that's also a very good question. So, in general... The team that's been favored the most by this group, which consists of, I think, six or seven members. Uh, the team that's favored the most is... Well, can you guys guess? <laughs> it's, of course, Fenerbahce. It is a sport? And, uh, of course, Fenerbahce is the one that's been favored the most. They have the most, um, like, uh, decisions go in yeah, their favor. Yeah, uh, it's obvious, bro. They're, Very uh, obvious. Uh, yeah,
1: bro, you can see it's v- Like, to the naked eye, you can see, bro. Mm-hmm. Bro, they get, like away with so many of the tackles that other teams don't get away with they get pens that other teams don't get pens for mm-hmm. they get penal- penalties from outside the box bro literally shifting the rules almost I know. I don't know man so it's it, it, Fener
2: basically um, and then I think it was followed by I think Basitesh like Trabzon's a bit equal but we, we almost always get something against us it's it's, okay where are we on that list yeah we're we're bottom of course because we i think bottom yeah we got like i think if i recall correctly i don't have the numbers in front of me but we had like 20 decisions go against us while like six or eight in favor basically which is like nothing and for it's the other way around they got like six or seven against them like 20 in favor of them which is unbelievable man we just gotta keep
0: just gotta keep trucking along man i mean you just said it like we're at the bottom of the list but we're winning man we're yeah, first. that's also
2: the thing. If if we do win this in the end, I'm not gonna jinx it now by saying we're definitely winning it. I don't want to lose another game. But if we do win in the end, bro, like the tears that will be be—it'll be one of the. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I know. It'll
1: be one of our greatest achievements, man. In a season like this, that's so yeah, like out in the open, man. Like the 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 fraud. It's ridiculous, man. Um. So. I think we covered most of what we wanted to talk about, guys, um, unless you guys have anything else to add.
0: Yeah, no, not, not really anything else to add in terms of the discussion, but uh, just maybe briefly bef- before we, we head out. We have, uh, after the, yeah. the break, on, on April 5th, we're playing the quarterfinals for the Turkish Cup against Başakşehir, that's at home. Um, and then our, after that, our next league game is at home to Kayseri. Kayseri um, or Adana? I thought it was Adana. No, Kai. So just, I think the schedule the, is a
2: bit uh, weird right now. Like on certain apps, yeah. it shows that we have like two games like back to back.
0: Ah, uh, then it was canceled. It's exactly. that's why. Yeah, it's saying that it. I, I, I'm honestly not even sure what happened there. It says postponed, but I don't know what the fuck's the schedule is all messed up. Messed up. It, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, but, it's
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, but
0: we we have. Those Whether it's Adana or Kai City, regardless, we, we'll be at home for that match. So, of course, I expect okay. nothing less than three points. And then we have the, the uh, Turkish Cup as well. Um, so, yeah, man, like I said, we just got to keep trucking forward one match at a time. We know that we can win regardless, man. They can call whatever they want. We know we have the ability to, to put the ball in the net. And, and that, that's what's going to you, win you the football match, right? Um, the, All right. What do, what do you guys think about the Kai City game?
1: Um, it's, oh, what is it, on Sunday, April 9th. So it's quite a bit from
0: now. You guys think Mertens will be back in time? I think so. I think. Um, as far as I like heard so far, they were saying that he'll be back in the beginning of April. So either he'll be back or I think that'll be the last game he'll miss. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's, if he's uh, healthy to play. But uh Salih, do, do you I know we we can't ask Emre but do you do you want to give predictions <laughs> with me?
2: Prediction already Jesus let me think Kayseri 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 Um that's difficult we play at home I think Kayseri just speak about Kayseri itself from, from the few games I've watched they actually play nice football man <laughs> They have that coach Chadas Atan. they play some like decent attacking football. They can't finish for their lives, but um, <laughs> they do play a bit more open. They're not your typical, you know, put 11, 11 plays at the, at the back and just wait it out and you know hope mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. a certain counterattack. And since we play at home, I'm gonna say it's just gonna be a win. I think we'll be, it'll be back to winning ways. I know we're coming back from uh, a break, of course, and we're usually not good with those. However, I still have the confidence that We'll, we'll win the game this is one break we we really need we do yeah
1: we do. I, I it's like I think from a mental standpoint yeah for the team to like get back together and just like rethink the whole strategy I think it'll give Okan hoja some time to breathe and rethink his strategy because this is the final stretch man this is the yeah, last man. couple games remaining man yeah. yeah I know people saying we have a ton of games remaining not for me that's not how I look at it. Because things can change very quickly. They can.
0: This this whole thing can get flipped on its head really fast.
2: But um, how no, many games look, uh, do we have left? I think I think it's like ten or so. Because yeah, we don't and, play against Antep uh, anymore, of course, and Hatai.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah. I counted the other day. I think it was nine games. I want to say nine nine, Yeah, some, mm. some something like that. But um, nine finals. It, it is honestly, and and look, like what I was gonna say was I have full full trust in Okan Buruk full trust i have full trust in all the players and we have some players that just have championship dna championship mm-hmm. mentality that no other team in the league has and it's simple as that and that's what's going to bring you to the trophy when you have those players Icardi Torreira Sergio Muslera Mata these are the players where <laughs> Mata's won everything, man. Come on. We're, we're, don't get me wrong. We're, we're not, we're, okay, like not going to put him on the pitch. Wise, all right. All we're right, not right, going to put right, him right, on the right. pitch. Let's not Let's not get it twisted. He's not He's not stepping foot on that fucking pitch. Yeah, he's but, like a veteran, okay. basically. i about to the say, yeah,
1: I'll just, I just <laughs> want to make sure yeah. you weren't referring to him when he's playing. <laughs> he's
0: not stepping foot on that pitch. I can tell you that right now, but... He knows how to win. He knows the mentality that you have to win. He knows what goes into winning. He knows what you have to do to lift the trophy at the end of the season, at the end of the tournament, whatever it is, right? We have that. The, the championship DNA is not only baked in the team with the players we have, it's literally in our club DNA. That's all we do. It's all we know how to do. So I have full faith in everyone. I know we're going we're gonna to see it out regardless of all this bullshit that's going on. And uh, as for my prediction... We're at home. I'm going to say a 3 nothing victory mm. over Kai City. And uh, we'll, yeah, we'll d- see how it goes, man.
2: I didn't give my score, but uh, I wouldn't have said 3-1. 3-0, uh, I should say. Um, I was thinking more of a 2-0, like one goal less. I think just a steady 2-0. Mm-hmm. We'll we have
1: out. like... I think we only have two games where we won with more than two goals at home, which is concerning. But hopefully uh, you, you guys' predictions come true man yeah man and John you, you really moved me with what you said man you want to take us out with with that
0: said yeah man um thank you everyone again for listening episode 49 I can't believe it the next one is episode 50 that's unbelievable yeah, crazy. um so thank you everyone that's been with us from the beginning thank you for for those that are just joining now give us a follow on our socials at the lines then GS follow us on Twitter We've been posting some bangers over there. Give it a look. (laughs) And um, again, thanks everyone so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys on the next one.
2: Bye,